This episode of the Kick Knowledge Podcast is sponsored by RapAnalysis.com. Hi, welcome to the Kick Knowledge Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Steven. We're two white boys who love talking about hip-hop. Uh, yeah, we do. We have a very special guest on the Kick Knowledge Podcast today. He is a man who goes by many names. You may know him as E-Double. You may know him as Easy Eric or even the Green-Eyed Bandit. He is one half of the legendary hip-hop duo EPMD as well as the original member of Def Squad crew. And he's currently working on a very exciting project featuring artists such as Pharrell, Method Man, Keith Murray, Redman, and many, many, many others. So without further ado, please give it up for none other than the amazing, the legendary Eric Sermon. <laughs> Yo, um... Eric, can I call you Eric? Yes. It's great, man. It's so great to have you on the show. It's, it truly is an honor. Um, uh, it's so great to have you here to kick knowledge with us. Um, I love the name of the show, though. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's I love, like, yeah. When, it's when a great that, name. Yeah, when that hit that was, me, uh, I was like, oh, yeah. shit, kick knowledge. Sort of the, uh, you know, the intro music wrote itself, basically. It was just like yeah. sampling Beastie Boys. We, we sampled Nas and Jay-Z from like Ether Takeover, you know, ask me if I'm trying to kick knowledge, kind of that stuff. So, Oh, yeah, yeah because, because that line came from the movie from, you know, it came from Miss Society. Yeah, right. That's yeah. right, that's right, that's right. Exactly. From so him um, getting jacked in the drive-thru. Come on, man, we supposed to be brothers. Oh, what, you trying to get smart? Nigga, are you trying to kick some knowledge? Nigga, fuck that, nigga. Give me your motherfucking jury, nigga. Take that shit off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so it's, uh, yeah, we felt like, and really the, the podcast is, um, we're talking about hip-hop, we're, we're two white guys who love to talk about hip hop. That's really um, like a tagline, yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we're both like not just musicians and uh, sort of on the side, uh, but we're also um, Zach's a musicologist uh, doing his masters. I'm working on my PhD in hip hop linguistics, and really the goal of the podcast is to like kick knowledge about hip hop. So everything we discuss, okay, we this try is great. to add sort of okay. that fifth element of hip hop to it. You know, knowledge. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, Zach, uh, take it away, man. All right, so first question. Uh, talking about your new album, Go is being funded through uh, Kickstarter. So our first question is kind of what made you decide to go through this route through Kickstarter instead of sort of releasing the album sort of in a more traditional way, like through a, a larger label, I guess. Yeah, right. You know what? Uh, well, the larger labels got boutique now. They're really small. Um, they don't really have that type of... I guess machine for something like this no more, you know, mm -hmm. because we don't have that many platforms. So mm -hmm. I have to create a platform. Right. And to create a platform, you need, you know, supporters and help. And meaning that not also money per se, but just that, you know, you have a following. That's why the Kickstarter people be like, you know, I'm going to donate some money. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to buy a package and pledge. Because mm -hmm. again, for some reason, when De La Soul did theirs, it was it was aware but overseas funded them mm, yeah i'm getting, um i'm letting the united states know about kickstarter and it's foreign mm. you know because that was three years ago with De La Soul, almost three and a half years ago oh, so yeah. my thing that i'm coming in as 
thinking it's going to be like a smooth ride, and it's not. It's like campaigning for president or something. <laughs> oh, no people, you know, the pledge. So, yeah. um, um, I really saw what um, De La Soul was doing. Then I, I heard about the Spike Lee and all the other movie and other famous people too. And I heard about TLC and now Quincy Jones and even like Kevin Hart is doing it too. So I figured that this must be the new wave of a community yeah. that gets behind people who are doing something new and innovative. And then, um, you know, without the other, you know, politics of a major label. Exactly. Which is, yeah. There's only a few left, too. Yeah, only yeah. a few left. It's, yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that. I mean, Kevin Hart, I, I'm pretty sure he makes like over a million a show or something. So it's yeah, not like he needs. Yeah. Really, yeah, Kickstarter is not just money, but it's really also like building an anticipation, building a community, mm -hmm. right? It's more than just like asking for, for a pledge. It's, it's like involving your fans in the project, I guess. People don't. It's so crazy that, you know, um, Steve, like, People are saying, you know, wow, I know Eric doesn't need money. I'm like, no, it's not about that. Like, mm -hmm. even when Ben Affleck had that thing with Matt Damon about green lit, green light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They was doing the green light things on HBO. Mm -hmm. and they was waiting for, okay, well, it's time to get funding. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We know yeah. how rich they are. Yeah, for real. About <laughs> that. It's about exactly. being able to get somebody to su support it with you. So, uh -huh. you know, um, I figured that that I would involve the fans as much as I can on this. Like, you know, I hear some rumors that people don't really do what they say they're going to do when they do Kickstarter. So, mm -hmm. but me, I'm like, you know, I even got a part where I even have seven rappers can be on this new album. Yeah. Now, yeah. they're brand new. Now, on my album, it's packed with stars. So why would I want to put no-name people on my LP. Yeah. <laughs> but I do want to do that because I do want to give somebody an opportunity mm -hmm. to blow up. Yeah, yeah. That's I've been cool. doing that my whole life about me being EPMD. When I was mm -hmm. EPMD, I was still signing groups and blowing mm -hmm. them up. Even yeah. Yeah. I'm brand new too. I'm just, you know, fresh famous. But I'm, <laughs> still, signing I'm still signing people to come out because yeah. I Putting love talent. Yeah. So... That's why I'm, I think that I want people to understand what this is and stop thinking that it's somebody looking to get money from somebody. Exactly, yeah. You have to, when you pledge, I'm giving you something, a jacket, mm -hmm. you know, a beat or photos or advanced copy or whatever um, the packages are, you're getting something for your money. Yeah, exactly, right? Because mm -hmm. I've, um, I've got the uh, sort of uh, list of Kickstarter uh, rewards um, yes. is what it's called. Yeah, right? yeah, let's go through that. And it's like, let's see, it's like twenty different, about twenty different options, basically. Um, yes. Uh, based, like, depending on the amount you pledge, right? So, right. Like, the starter is like for just two dollars. I think you get get an exclusive bonus track. Yes. Right. So, um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the bonus track, or is that like so exclusive that? Uh, well, well, in, in actuality, I really don't know because I got like a lot of records though. But uh -huh. I know that it will be something that might be exciting because I what I did was I kind of OD'd on my special guests. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I kind of went and got more people than the Kickstarter is saying. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I will let that be a surprise, but it, it will it will be 
somebody else that's famous too with me. Oh wait, so nice. you're saying that? So in like in the intro, I think I mentioned. Uh, wait, I mentioned Pharrell, Method Man, Keith Murray, Red Man, and many many others like Big Crit. And but you're saying there's more than you already. Oh yeah, because you because you, you didn't mention Styles P, you didn't no. mention Ghostface. No, it, oh, yeah, was so yeah, many, yeah. it was so many, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, the intro yeah, was like it's, twenty it's minutes. A, it's a whole bunch of people on there. Believe me, I didn't. I was trying to like. If Dre was making the chronic, but he yeah. was making the chronic with with famous people, yeah, this is what the album sounds like. But it's not like I'm just making records that doesn't make sense. These people were picked for the way the record and the content and the title mm-hmm. was written. I put these people in play. Ah, oh, that's great. Yeah, so it's not just like, oh, I want another big name. Let's let's get for no, no, thing. no. Like, it was this, just happened that made for yeah. I, yeah. I was making records, and these records are actually made for these individuals. Whatever that title is, that paragraph or verse is for that title. Like I'm not the one that I come from a school of of concept. Yeah, that mm-hmm. means. If Eminem says hi, my name is. He's telling you why. He's telling you hi, my name is, and then he's explaining that. So you know, um, if uh, you know, this is what I what I come from. We come from that concept matter. If the song is called crossover, I'm gonna tell you why. Um, what the crossover means. So nowadays they just make a rap and they put a title on it that makes no sense. I don't know. If, yeah. I don't, understand that <laughs> so so um even though it might sound like a whole bunch of special guests and um you would never know the way it's flowing the way it's mm. flowing the flow is nice nice i mean if it's like if it's even half as good as your like uh uh your recent project what was it 2016 well been... that was kind of a test run yeah but mm, this right okay. here gotta be some of the best work i have done oh i think and, and i mean Really, as far as um, beat-wise, um, concept, I mean, like, this is some, this is, this is really, really, this is crazy, man. Like, I, I really, sometimes I'd be like, yo, damn, I, I made this, you know what I mean? Like, this is <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. Well, for, for I real. mean, for someone like you to say that, that, I guess that says a lot, because it's not like you have a bunch of duds in your catalog, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. it's like, right. it's, no, no, it's because classic. you know what? Because the, the, when the artists came, they kind of gave me they they everything. You know when some artists might don't, they you do a record, it might be half or whatever. Especially mm-hmm. when you write rhymes with real MCs. Don't forget, I come from an era of, of writers. So yeah. mm-hmm. on my album is MCs, like real rappers. Yeah, so, you're not going to give you a filler verse, of course. Cause like, yeah, you know definitely. what? Hey, hey, but Zach, but, 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 but Steve, you know what? I thought that at first, because sometimes some do, believe me, I got some clients who I work with that uh, uh, put thousand, 14 curses in the verse knowing you can't use it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, don't no names, yeah. but, 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 nah, but this, but for some reason, Styles P, like me and Styles P and AZ got a record called The Game. Oh, and, wow. and AZ, of course, you know, this, the fact the way him and Nas would go back and the way that he 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 puts his conversation together, mm. it was like wow. And then Styles P came and put the combo along with his, and I start the record off, and it's some of the dopest bombs I ever written. You know mm. what I mean? Like for some reason, it just it just it's clicking. That's why I I I, I'm, I want the community to understand or them like yo. 
this is going to be something that people going to talk about for a minute because we haven't had that many. Listen, man, I, I'm far from a boaster, but uh -huh. I just know that you know Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, um, uh, man, uh, you know, I, I, it's more. It's a, it's a couple of more, but especially J Cole, the ones that's giving you the real and yeah, the chance the rapper, maybe. Huh? Chance the Rapper, maybe? Chance the Rapper, yes. Um, yeah. Tyler, the Creator. You know, yeah, 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 badass. there's a few people out there that Rhapsody. still understand what this is. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's why your show, you're doing it because you know, and there's no hatred. No. It would mm -hmm. never be nothing like the 90s and ever in history. Uh -huh. Nothing. And the golden era of 1988, where you had 20 rappers that sounded different and they all went gold and platinum. Nobody mm -hmm. had to sound like nobody. The beats was interesting. The creativity, that's what we're missing. I don't want to stop my kids from, I got children that's, my youngest is 12. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't stop him from being ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I can have a, I want to balance so it won't be this, like this. Right mm -hmm. now, hip hop is here and the other stuff is here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you said something like, like that on, um, uh, you were on uh, on Sway's uh, yeah, Sway show, that. I think, and you you talked about like uh, like the teenagers nowadays. I mean, they'll be ratchet in the club, mm -hmm. maybe, but they're gonna they're gonna support Kendrick Lamar. They're gonna support yes. Like, that's what they're gonna spend their money on, like mm -hmm. right? Because they 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 know that it's a chance that that album could be full of songs. Mm -hmm. They know that it's a better chance that if I buy this. It might be more song for me to listen to than me buying that club song. Yeah, mm, yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah, yeah, great. So, kind of going off what you said about like kind of the late '80s and '90s. So, a lot of people call that kind of like late '80s, early '90s era, like the golden age of hip hop. So, yeah. what do you? What does that term, I guess, mean to you personally? And do you think that was the golden age or? Do you think it yeah, was you helped shape it? Of course. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. of course it was. I, I mean, you can. My, I have a daughter who's twenty. She says that I wish I was there at that time. I said, "Why?" She said, "Because it looked like y'all was having fun." <laughs> and yeah, and she's definitely a um, person who listens to every type of music, but especially the new music. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but for her to make that quote and that comment. Mm -hmm. That means something. And now uh, you got all these other kids and then people like you and Zach and St Steve right now got a show like this knowing that um, t to understand the Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, you know, um, you know, going to, you know, all of that stuff that was coming at the time. Yeah. Back to back to back to back from the EPMD, the Chaos One to, to, to the Eric B and Rock came down mm. from all the way up from Wu Tang Clan, coming from Biggie to Pac to all that. There was nothing Nas, like that. Yeah. We yeah. never not we never see Jay-Z, we never seen nothing like that in the history of all that talent. No, that yeah. Came, mm -hmm. That was different. Yeah, it's like every month there was like three classic albums that came out, and like, <laughs> yeah. like right, in the, like in the eighty-eight <laughs> or ninety-four. Yeah, the it's like these crazy years. Came. Yeah. I mean, we can just oh, keep yeah. for even for the West Coast with N.W.A. and then the Dots Effects, then the Short, then the, then the Ghetto Boys. You can you so, can keep going yeah. public enemy. There's nothing like it. No, no. See how smooth. 
Talib Kweli, Blackstar, all that, nothing like it. It just kept coming with different flavors. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Zach and our '90s kids, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I mean, I'm I'm good with like this era. But I kind of miss. I I I wish I was in that like Stretch and Bobito kind of era of hip hop. Like I, exactly. I wish I was like college age around that time. You know, like experience that because like really we're we're just digging back in time. Um, I got introduced to hip hop when I was like eight years old through wow. Eminem, like Marshall Mathers LP. Right. My my dad bought the record for me and and yes. then like from that onward I I went to like oh he's working with Dr Dre oh Dr Dre's working with that uh, da, 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 da. until like way back in the like early eighties seventies I I just had to soak everything up but like we had to come after the fact and it would have been great to like be in, right in the middle of that um, yeah but it's just it's just dope that you have the that you're doing a show but you have YouTube to let you know sure, what time exactly, it is exactly, that would be yeah. fun. <laughs> No. Yeah, you can really sort of like travel back in time and ex- experience it, but like you can you can hear it, but you can't really experience the excitement of right. like of oh shit, Illmatic just came out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like no, and then and then knowing that the history of like like say somebody hear Wild Thoughts, not knowing that Carlos Santana and White Clef made that record yeah. in the nineties. You yeah. know, that's the fun part when they say, "Yo, Dad, I heard that." Um, before I'm like, yo, that's record is old. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. redid it. You know, what I mean, these are these ideas we did already. Some of these ideas we did, and they revamped them, which is also teaching the kids. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And all hip hop shows from VH1 to all the ones that's on um, on Netflix to the to all the 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 um, commercials that's bringing back the you know Craig Mack and all these other stuff on oh, these yeah. commercials. Everything. Is letting you know how special this culture was. Yeah. Leo Cohen just had a Grammy party. You know, the um used to be the owner with Def Jam and Russell's Russell Simmons partner. Yeah. And, yeah. and on his flyer, the Grammy says, bringing Boom Bap back. And at his party, um Nas performed. It was fantastic. Wow. <laughs> because people are missing it. Listen, mm-hmm. this new stuff sounds like one song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like hearing one song that's playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One whole song playing for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. It's the same tempo, same sound, yeah. and the yeah. same people. Same flow. Same Rotate. Song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not being a hater, but you can't... I don't understand where the excitement comes. That's what I'm saying. You got to be mad young because it has to be something in there that is making them react like how we reacted when we heard it, but... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how is that possible if it sounds the same. So, so yeah. how does it make you feel like, um, I think it was Lil Yachty, one of the Lils. Uh, uh, he, uh, he said something like, oh, I don't know Tupac. I don't know Biggie. I've never heard that. They were That was before I was born. Like, does that, what do you think? Like, if you hear somebody who, who's, I guess, a hip hop artist or his, is a, an artist in like, in rap music, um, how does it make you feel that, that they have no idea what happened in the 80s and the 90s? Well, I mean, it doesn't really bother me because, I mean, believe it or not, <laughs> there's a history before me. I don't know some of them people neither. No. <laughs> you know, I, I know the ones like, of course, Grandmaster Flash, the Furious Five, and Sugar Hill Gang, the whole nine, but there was a whole life before them, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, know? yeah. So I don't know everybody neither. And I, like I said before, um, 
That's fair, I guess. Yeah. If, if, if you grew up, like you said, Eminem, that's what you grew up at. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, that's what you know. Yeah. So it, all he knows is what he knows. Yeah. Now, if you want to be a hip hop head, like a um um a a, a Kendrick or or um J Cole and those people who go back, yeah, you like study I even the, yeah. saw Kodak mm-hmm. Black say, like you know, no, you you gotta know your stuff, and that was shocking for me to hear him say that. Yeah, yeah. So because you're right, you want to be in this culture, but they don't consider this 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 hip hop to themselves. This, they label this something else. Yeah, definitely. Um, For them, it's a, it's a different genre, really. It's just that because they're sort of rapping like people. Well, it's who more singing. The more the, yeah. the most of the songs are singing. I yeah. don't hear mm-hmm. no rap yeah, at all. Real. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't know. It's like the. It's 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 not really hip hop. And there's somebody gotta find a name for it. Find yeah. a name for it quick because, and that's why. We are coming out, and I see more people dropping records because. If we don't say something and do something, then we, um, what we know in hip hop will not exist again. Mm-hmm. And this is way more fun to be able to, you know, like I said, I got this thing called track lib that I'm down with now where I'm, I'm making it easy for you to sample yeah. and not charge the whole gang of money. You can get a sample online. You can get things online and makes it makes it fun for your mind can be more creative. Mm-hmm. Like the new the, the way they make beats now, the reason why it sounds the same because it's the same kit package. Mm-hmm. And you only can do but so much w- with the same type of package. Oh yeah. 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 Unless you get some ideas from someplace else, it's not making you be creative. No. So mm-hmm. hopefully Tracklib can do that and then and I believe, I'm telling you, I can hear some of the records that people are sampling. I believe that it will come back into play. Rhyming is back into play about lyrics because you can hear some of the people now like Drake and them coming back and Lil Wayne and them coming back rhyming. So yeah, eventually, yeah. that's why people like kick knowledge. Uh-huh. Kick knowledge, kick knowledge. Yeah. Make it aware for people. Like, yo, you know, when are we gonna stop this? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for real. So, um, like, uh, taking it back to the new album. Uh, so it's titled "Go," right? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, well. You know what? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna make another because this the album title changed. Ooh, mm-hmm. it did. Okay. All right. What's the new title? The album title is called Bernier now. Uh. B-E-R-N-I-A At the time At the time When when, when I was doing it I had a song which I was going to drop first Mm -hmm. Called Go Mm -hmm. And Go Uh, was still on the album But the album changed now So so how does it Like um, How's the title change reflected Like, What's the idea behind the album really Um, How does it relate to the title well, Vernia was, is my grandmother's name. My grandmother died two years ago. My grandmother was my best oh. friend. Wow. And what happened was, I find myself saying, her, saying, um, talking about her like in about four records, but not knowing it. Uh-huh. Mm. You know? And everything I was doing was coming to me. It was like, she was in the ear, like, you know, I'm like, well, this is, I'm not trying to do this on purpose. Like, what's going on? Yeah. So I can hear every conversation she told me. And the weird part was the comments that she was telling me, I was 
I was seeing some titles that I didn't do it on purpose. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. And I don't want to get into that, you know, what is that spirit or whatever, whatever, because I'm, I'm spiritual, but not like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, but when, when I told my mother, she cried. Mm. You know, so I was like, that's it, so you know, it's and really I'm glad album. though, because it made Zach and Steve say, yo, what does that mean? Yeah. Mm. So it's a conversation piece too, because yeah, exactly. what is Vernia? Is, 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 is it a planet? Is, is it a, <laughs> you know, is it a cause? Like, what is it? Yeah. Not mm. my grandmother's name. Oh, that's a good title, actually. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Um, so it's really pers- it's a really personal album then, I guess. Yeah, it's dope. It's it's cause cause you have fun, and then of course, listen. Um, it's a woman by the name of Nia Simone, and she mm-hmm. was like, "You are obligated, even when y'all doing y'all new stuff too. When, when y'all write y'all new music, mm-hmm. whatever the world is doing, you have a um a, a responsibility." to say something about what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Wonder, Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, Chaos, you know, whatever. Every Jay-Z now with 444. Yeah. You have responsibility because this platform of music that we have, there's talking, then there's music. It's not mm-hmm. talking in basketball, talking in acting, talking in football. It's talking and then music. It's second mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm. So it's the biggest thing in the world to reach. People can't speak. I go to all these countries and places that they can't speak English, but they know every word on my record. <laughs> yeah. So that's what music does. Mm-hmm. It's second language. It seemed like like rock and roll, that's what I said for rock and roll and hip hop, is so close because it seemed like those mm-hmm. two were, okay. were able yeah. to do with music what no other genres was able to do, especially mm-hmm. hip hop. That's why I say in music. Um, to bring um, black and white in one room and vibe together is like mm-hmm. only hip hop really does that at that magnitude. Mm-hmm. I can be yeah, in definitely. Prague in front of forty thousand people in Prague, and mm-hmm. they're like, "My squad stays on point." Like then, 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 fifty thousand people mm-hmm. in Colombia. Mm-hmm. EPMD could fifty in those seventy thousand people in Colombia. Holy so, shit. Hip hop just does that in a way where it's unheard of. It's, there's something about hip hop, man. It's oh yeah, it's the culture. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hip hop doesn't have no color at all. Mm-hmm. If you was raised in this in this culture and 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 and, and you like this music and this is what you like, yeah. that's the culture of hip hop. Yeah, everybody gets it wrong because yeah. the, the, the 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 what the Spanish people in the Bronx. Well, the one I was breakdancing, the graffiti. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. the other part of hip-hop mm-hmm. was Spanish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's then always you had, kind of neglected, I guess, in the history. Exactly. Yeah. Then, Russell Simmons told me that, Eric, in 1987, he said, 75% of your consumer is white America. Mm. I said, Russ, how is that possible? He said, because, Eric, they the one that buy the records. Mm. So he says, when you go outside <laughs> in that arena... And don't be shocked when you see the arena filled up more white than black. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and that was just the truth. So mm. people who know can never say, yo, you know, I'm keeping it real. No, you're not. You're going to do by keeping it real. Your consumer is Zach. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consumer. Yeah. And we and the people who know know that. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. why the um Bob Molly, before he came to the States, he was like, yo, how come I, I'm doing more I'm selling out more seats than the Rolling Stones and in, in Europe, the whole nine. And I and I come home and and I go out there and there's no blacks in my audience. Mm -hmm. Bob Molly couldn't understand that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because this is, but this is where the consumer was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This was just it. So if you don't know that, you can be misconstrued by a lot of things and know your consumer has always been that. Mm -hmm. But but you know, so it's called crossover for a reason. Once they yeah. get to that situation, this is this is where it's at. So I mean, I'm I, I know I beat off though, but you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I yeah, mean, hey, it's about kicking knowledge, yeah. and that's definitely exactly. what you're doing. So yeah. uh, it totally fits the theme. <laughs> yeah, <of> the <laughs> totally. Talking about uh, like whenever you're collaborating with other artists, like so, I'm um, obviously you've collaborated with. A bunch of artists throughout your career and then especially on with this new album especially kind of what are what do you enjoy most about collaborating with whether it's other or other rappers or producers or whatever like what are what do you enjoy most about that whole process yeah i, I enjoy it too i like the fact that um when i'm making the production and the beats is kind of done because because mm -hmm. um and I'm like, yo, this beat's crazy. Mm -hmm. Now, usually, I would not be, I would be selfish. But when years came by down the line, I'm like, you know what? This beat is dope, but it'd be dope on somebody else. Mm -hmm. so, so I found a way how to do that. Because I'm going to forget I had to produce Redman, Keith Murray, and, and, and Method Man, too. So I was, like, trying to figure out what to keep and what to give, give mm -hmm. to my boys. Mm -hmm. So, um... Um, but I like the fact that of the beat first and then seeing where it should go. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would write my verse first and then, um, have a chorus or I would say like, on like, like me too short and Devin the dude yeah. have a song mm -hmm. on there called something crazy. Like I said, fucking the name's going to come up, you know, you're, mm -hmm. you're Devin the dude's on there too. Uh -huh. Oh, nice. Awesome. So, so, so. so I'm like, yo, Devin, short got a paragraph down there. See what what you hear and see what you think this chorus should be like. Mm -hmm. You know? And uh, and Battle Cat produced the beat. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, great. It was something for Snoop, and then Battle Cat gave it to me. Uh. <laughs> so, um, Snoop gonna find out later on, because he don't know now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I thought the beat was dope, and then Rockwilder was in the because Rockwilder is, is, is in my building with me. Um, that's multi-platinum producer Rockwilder, you know, Pink, uh, mm -hmm. Christina Aguilera, yeah. Jesse Jackson, Jay Z, yeah. uh, <laughs> Destiny Child, Beyonce. You don't got Rockwilder, Rockwilder. Mm -hmm. um, he says, "Yo, Eric, that beat's dope." So I said, "It is." So I'm like, "So." Um, I just started working on on that, but again, getting the idea. So that's the fun part, having the beat and then being able to say to see what I'm going to do with it. Mm -hmm. 
I want to give it or keep it myself. So really, that's and always then, your creative process. You you start with the beat because I know there's yes. a bunch of artists that like that write rhymes and like jot that down and then maybe try to find a beat that works with that. But you always start with the oh, beat. Oh no, for real, that's crazy. Yeah, I've like I I've done that sometimes. Um, where it's like, where sometimes like the lyrics come to you without like when you're outside of the studio it might be like on a train or like <laughs> oh no yeah you right you right yeah i might have a subject but i still can't i can't write nothing to it because um unless i got a uh, uh, uh mm, something to go on just for like for the flow and stuff yeah it's sometimes for the flow it's, exactly yeah I, I think like it mm -hmm. could work it's sometimes it's uh it's i think the more natural process is probably to start with the music and feel the mute where the music takes you Mm -hmm. um, right. So really, that's that's your approach thing. Yeah, you start with the beat, yeah. and because even people who write songs either have a guitar or a piano. What mm -hmm. when when they writing, mm. you know, they start with the guitar or piano. With those that play, they start with that. Mm -hmm. That's the process. That that's the the normal process. Yeah. Does your creative process differ depending on the artist you work with, or is it like? You always start with a beat, and then you approach someone who fits the beat, or are uh, you in the yeah, studio with artists that, while you're making the beats too. Yeah, um, I, I I rarely make a beat on site unless um, um, something dope comes to my head. Mm -hmm. But other than that, other than that, I, I usually will will know because you kind of know. Like me, I listen to everything. Mm -hmm. So I'd be like, oh, this sounds like something that such and such would do, mm -hmm. you know, because again, I, my whole career, because even when I made a song called Headbanger, I made Headbanger for Ice Cube. I never got it to him. Mm -hmm. But that's just an, an, an example. Really? That, that was, you know? that was, into, I can see how that, how that would have worked yeah. too. Yeah. Because, because, oh. because that America's Most Wanted was one of was mostly everybody's favorite album. So mm -hmm. at the time... At the time, I was hearing where he was going, being mm -hmm. with the Bomb Squad. It was loud, up tempo, and Headbangers mm -hmm. one of them type of records that Q that oh, yeah. was crazy. Mm, so yeah. I said, yeah, yeah. I was making it. Then America's Most Wanted closed. Then um, that was the last song that EPMD made on the 1992 album, after America's Most Wanted dropped and closed, I'm like, okay, well, I, I guess we're gonna use it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, me, Paris, Redman, and K Solo, and we jumped, and next you know, it was a hit. So that reminds me of like uh, the Kickstarter rewards, because I think it's really important to talk about this, because we really, Zach and I, I know, like, we're gonna support. Uh, like, oh, yeah, we're definitely. Kind of, we're kind of both like broke <laughs> right now, so we're, but we're definitely gonna like get the CD. It doesn't matter though, as long as it's. The, the two dollars it don't matter yeah, yeah. the no, I, about is the fact is it's the support yeah definitely it's about the dollar no, it's the fact no. like yo but I, want, I want the cd I, I want at least the cd and the bonus track yo so that's like 25 dollars. but i'm wondering there's there's a there's a few like on in like the upper range right um there's like for 25 oh, but, 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 but listen y'all are my friends now so y'all just doing that just to do it but whatever y'all want from me y'all gonna get First, anyway. Well, that's great. Um, we yeah. really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Man. But yeah, for uh, um, if you if so if you pay 
$2,500, if you pledge $2,500, uh, you can actually get a private studio session with you, right? Yes. Right. So you know what? I, I don't have them in in front of me. So so let me know what they are. And and and, and I. Right, and yeah. say- so I've, I I printed out a list. So two dollars exclusive bonus track. Uh, five dollars you get a bandana with that. Ten dollars. Death Squad bandana. Yeah. Yeah. Death Squad bandana. Uh, ten dollars you get a USB with the digital single and a bonus track. Track. Um, fifteen you get the digital album. Twenty five the CD. Thirty five you get all that, but a T shirt with it. Um, Fifty five that's pretty cool. It's a ticket to the album release party. Uh, there's yeah. a few of them I think, right? Uh, on the East Coast, the West Coast. Um, yes. Right. So I mean, definitely like we'll link the uh, we'll link the Kickstarter page in the description of the episode so that people mm-hmm. can actually like find the whole list because it's a bunch. Uh, it, and it goes up and there's a few more and then um, at like 2500 there's a private studio session with you um, yeah is that going to be are you going to make the beat too oh yeah of course wow nice I mean what the, what what's that going to say it just says that uh, well I've, I've got like the cliff notes version here uh, <laughs> wait let me look up I'll, go, I'll visit the page uh, yeah. wait do you have it up Zach yeah 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 like so, like I said, for um, Eminem's birthday had came up, and Eminem won a Death Squad jacket for his birthday, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> so, so he gets the jacket, puts it on, turns it around, and puts it on his Instagram. 450,000 likes on the Death Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I'll put the Death Squad jacket inside one in some of the packages. Oh, right. man. Yeah, that's... uh. Oh, that's uh, because for, his favorite his favorite rapper is Redman, so he he wanted yeah, he wanted that's true. He wanted, uh, he wanted the Death Squad jacket. What's that? What's that or line? It's on um, it's on the Eminem show. It's like it goes uh, Reggie, Jay Z, Tupac, and Biggie, Andre from Outkast, right. Jada, Karak, right. Nas. And yes, Demi, yes. Right? Like, uh-huh. that's his. I got it. I think I got it right. Yeah. That's. I mean, yeah. I'm an Eminem nerd. I got, I got to get that right. <laughs> I got a list. Here's the order of my list. It is it. It goes Reggie, Jay Z, Tupac, and Piggy. Andre from Outcast, Jenna, Corrupt, Nas, and Thimmy. Yeah, but and he then, mentions Redman, and the, that's the first one he yeah. mentions. So. And, 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 and he's a he's a big fan of the Dev Squad, and that's why he's like. In 8 Mile, when he says, hey, You mind me of Eric Sermon, the generic version. Hey, yo. Guy raps like his parents jerked him. He sounds like Eric Sermon, the generic version. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, have you read my sort of my interview script? I've got that on here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really. Uh, um, um, I'll get back to that later. But yeah. So, yeah, but so, the, so the studio session. You're gonna like. You're gonna produce the beat. Somebody's gonna come in, make the song with you. Um, that sounds brilliant, man. That sounds. I I I think is I think that is is something that people won't do, and of course, for that price again, it doesn't. It's not about the money. I just figured that you know, just for them to get the opportunity, because I know how far it can go in these streaming oh, days. Yeah. See, these days of streaming, forget about it. Anybody mm-hmm. got a song and you can get it somewhat heard, you're gonna make some money. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. That's why I just know that that can be very special for anybody that's brand new to be able to get that beat and then take it and then run with it. You know yeah, what I mean? That's awesome. Um, 
Yeah, so now, now that you mentioned the uh, Eric Sermon, the generic version, Zach and I were talking when we were preparing for this um, this conversation, and and we kind of realized that really you're you've become sort of a cultural icon of hip hop. Like for instance, your name was referenced in the Eight Mile movie, like you just said. Um, I mean, Kanye West, arguably the biggest hip hop artist right now, he references you in um, uh, in his 2012 song New God Flow. Um, yeah, golf, well, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Sunday service. If you hope to Sunday service, we got green in the eyes. Just follow my eggs, Sermon. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was the game with Lil Wayne. I was surprised by that when the game had that song with Lil Wayne. You see them 24 spinning, I earned them. And I ain't no preacher, but here's my Eric Sermon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it was like it was coming from. Tyler Creator. Like Eric Sermon was. I was it was so many people that was mentioned and I was it kinda of shocked me at first. But but it, what's what's funny, I don't know if you're aware of this, but like um like being from the Netherlands, um uh I can tell you like your influence is not just limited to the US context, because like there is arguably one of the most successful Dutch rap artists, hip hop artists, is called uh his name is Pete Philly. I don't know if you know of his music but he um he cites your work as like his biggest inspiration and um let me get the quote here on yeah, his yeah, yeah. his most successful song mystery repeats if you haven't heard that check it out um he says what if i'd never even heard epnd would they still notice me mystery repeats what if i never went and smoked that first split what if i never gave sin that first kiss what if i never even heard epnd would you still notice me Wow, you know, and he's like, without wow. EP and D, there's no me. Like I, like I, and it's it's great. Uh, okay, okay, but listen, okay, now after this, it's your job to hook us up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll 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 do my best. Yeah, um, okay. I'll definitely send you the song, and then uh, um, I, I know some people who know some people. Maybe we can. I would love to do something for him, and then, like I said before, that y'all hook that up for me. Yeah, and um, uh, oh man, I would love to be a part of that. Um, uh, I think actually he he's been suffering from Lyme disease for a while, but he's feeling better now. Oh, I think no he way. just okay. released his new single last week, so nice. he's back. He's back, so he's probably ready to work. If you if you're that's interested. one of my other projects that I want to do. I want to go to each of these countries and get and make a record and and then call the album something. Oh nice. wow, that would be so cool. Two two groups from each country and then put it together, Whoa. you know. And then, but people always be like, you know, I would like to get on one of your beats. So I'm like, okay, fine. So if I'm gonna do that, let me just do it in a project, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm I'm gonna try my best, man. I'm gonna try and hook you up with uh, yeah, Pete we'll, Philly. We'll, he's a he's a great yeah, artist. We'll um, I just fell in love with this music, like in late high school for me sort of those years i found out about his music and it's uh it's great it's good to have him back but anyway yeah so my question is realizing that you're not just like like a cultural icon of hip-hop in the u.s but really worldwide um how do you feel about that how do you feel um how do you feel how, how do you reflect on your impact on the game yeah well like i said for epmd been going i mean we dropped in the 88 and yeah. i've been and I was in Germany in 88. So we've been overseas since we started. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, overseas my whole career. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, once I came out, we was right overseas. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. I've been overseas 
for 30 years the way that I've been here for 30 years. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, we, we, put, we did a lot of touring. Um, and um, it's just dope that we, um, that we was able to make records good enough to get to Europe. Mm -hmm. Even though Fresh Records, my first independent label, was an overseas based record label. Oh, okay. I didn't mm -hmm. know that from London. So oh, I didn't know that. And then of course, um, Universal Lucius is from Europe. So, you know, uh, okay. and then Sony is from Japan. So all this yeah. other stuff yeah. that's so and so you're going to kind of kind of have a worldwide situation because mm -hmm. all these affiliated labels are mm -hmm. in these countries. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, but I still and grateful for all the success I had abroad because, you know, people could see it now. They couldn't understand it before. Like, how I used to say, yo, hip-hop is way bigger mm. in Europe. Mm. I mean, the, the, the Netherlands, whatever I'm going to, Oslo or Norway, whatever, they can't understand it because they'd be like, nah, this is not, because it's out the country. You'd be mm -hmm. like... We have no idea mm -hmm. how huge hip hop is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they figure, well, they can't understand it. I'm like, because they don't, they don't know because they've never been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now they can see it now and be like, wow, look at all the places, look at the people. Yeah. I feel when like. I post, yeah. I'm in Paris or I'm post, I'm in Prague or I post, I'm in Italy or Madrid or some place. Be like, yo, no way or Bulgaria. I'm like, yo, yes, yeah. that's hip hop. And then they still you draw they crowds of like tens dance. of thousands of people. It's crazy, yeah. What, what I thousands. feel like, I feel like um, European hip hop culture. Uh, there's a lot of sort of this, I don't know, this sort of old head kind of vibe. Like um, people still sort of practice the culture as it used to be practiced, and I feel like yes. that's kind of yes. And it's it yes. feels in a way I don't want to use that word because like. It might it makes you sound like super old or something, but like no, it's, no, no, it's no, a no. But that's the way that it of was or something. It's, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, the the way that the culture was came in, and whatever um, old school rap that came from whatever the veterans. These when I being in Colombia, and they were making them circles, and they start break dancing. Mm -hmm. They only showed a modeling part of Paris. Mm. Half of Paris is or, the buildings is all graffiti. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Paris is tagged mm -hmm. up, but they won't show you that. No, unless you've been there. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Australia, everywhere the culture is like it just came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Except um, America. Yeah, yeah. and that's huh. why we love going because yeah. it makes you feel like yo. Yeah, that's. That's, that's the impression. That's I mean, first time I met, um, first time I went out when I went to Europe, and that's whenever I met um, Stephen. Yeah, we met like, at a Cambridge, it was, uh, yeah, a yeah. hip hop conference, uh, hip hop studies conference in Cambridge in the UK. Yeah, and it's like it blew my mind how like it, tight of a community it still felt, even though it was like this international conference. It was like when when I met Stephen, it was just like, oh, well, we're both huge. Tupac fans, and we all just, all, we just clicked immediately, and it's like all it was like, 
it still feels like this small community, even though it's this like massive yep, it does. international. It's incredible, man. There's no feeling like it. And, uh, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm so glad that people that are not like, see, me and Paris can go kind of anywhere, but the ones who career dies here mm -hmm. never dies in Europe. No, that's mm -hmm. true. Yeah, so the those guys, the like, you never hear of them in, yes. like, the U.S. media, yes. but, like, they're mm. touring all the time, yeah. All the time. shows, yeah. They also do, they, they, I mean, they might well should have moved over to you, because yeah. <laughs> they was never coming home. Yeah. No. Um, and, and then you have, like, you know, a lot of the singers, though, too, they just live their life, because Europe is so big, and not only is it mm -hmm. so big, you can go to a venue <laughs> about five times that year, mm -hmm. and they still come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. that kind of unheard of to be. People don't see you like that. Like mm -hmm. I already told them already. That's how the states are. I, I, mm -hmm. I see that already. It's, it's cool. I'm not going back there. Mm -hmm. But since you're not from just not from the, there, they when they get to see you, they come to see you. Uh huh. No matter if it's five times a year. That's yeah. In that wow. one spot. Yeah. Talking about, uh, talking about shows in, in Europe, I gotta uh, plug my uh, my homeboy uh, Frank Stevens. He's from uh, Groningen. Oh, yeah. He's working with Homebase. It's a uh, they're sort of bringing like the old school hip hop feel back. And actually, I th I think they're trying to get EPMD there. So uh, he asked me to put a good word in for. It. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, you. so just so you know about that. Um, but really, he. Um, Basically, we sort of told him, yo, we've got Eric Sermon coming on the show. And he was like, holy shit. All right. If you can you please do me a favor is what he asked me. Yes. Can you ask him one question that I've been dying to hear the answer about and that I really oh, I yeah, think yeah, Eric right. knows. So, all right. Here it goes. So, shout out to Frank Stevens. Um, Frank yo, Stevens. What up, Frank? Yeah. You yeah. owe me one, buddy. All right. So, on, <laughs> on Tupac's uh, 1995 song, Temptations, right? Uh, right? Your vocal melody is sampled. Yo, Mo B, man, drop that shit, You know what time it is, yeah, I know what time it is. You know, grab one by the hand, you know what I'm saying? And then throw up that shit. Easy Mo B produced the beat. Yeah, right. The sample's from Watch Your Nuggets, right? Yeah. Um, so... The thing is, there's this... I don't know if you're aware of this, but on the internet, there's a... There's like a lot of debate going on about whether it's actually a direct sample of your voice or whether it was re-recorded. Can you please settle this debate for us? Like, is it a direct sample? Was it re-recorded? Is it even your voice on the record? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, Easy Mo B is my friend too. Yeah. And and, and we work together too. Yeah, he, all he did was a sample from Watch Your Nugget. Oh, so it's a direct sample. Direct sample, yeah. Did, all right, um, settle then. Uh, settled. All right. Man, I'm, I'm, he's gonna owe me one, man. I finally said he's, he told me, "Oh man, I've been struggling with this question for years." And like yeah. people, a lot of people online said, "No, no, no, it's not a direct sample." And this and this guy, he just like, because he's a producer himself too, so he started chopping and chopping. He's like, "Yo, it can be done. I, I did. I think I did it. I think I remade the sample." But no, yeah, no, so no because because if you hear the hey, you can hear the atomic dog. Inside the haze, inside mm -hmm. it. Okay. So that's to show you the texture. Yeah. That it's a, it's a direct sample. Exactly. That's what he was saying. But all right. So now he was right. It is a direct sample. Um. Now the debate is settled. All right. 
on this podcast, um, Stephen is more of the the rapper, and then I'm more of like the producer. So he usually asks the questions about like specifics about like rapping and stuff, and then I usually ask questions about like just yeah. This time I asked something about sampling sample, and stuff. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you're good. But like, I guess one thing I wanted to ask is like, so well with your equipment, especially that that keyboard that you use, like. Has that kind of been your tried and true like equipment for the past? Well, me, I started off with a Roland W30, which is a workstation mm. too. Oh, okay. But before that, I had an ASR10, which mm. you know the RZA, Kanye, mm-hmm. yeah, um, Timberland, um, and I didn't like how that felt. The mm. ASR10, so I got the Roland, and I like how that felt. It felt like having an SB1200. Mm. Even though if you look in my room, there's every piece of equipment is in my studio rooms. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I don't have it, then I don't know. I have everything. Mm-hmm. But that's um, the one you fall back on, I guess. But 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 a workstation because I didn't want to MIDI nothing. So mm-hmm. I want to play and sample in front of me. Mm-hmm. This is before you had, um, you know, a board to be the um the controller. We didn't have that back then. No. Oh, okay. So you had the MIDI things and move here and MIDI the keyboard mm-hmm. and put the beat. You know, I didn't want to do none of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Kanye West, Timberland and them was doing in the RZA mm-hmm. without me knowing okay. they was using the ASR ten, they was using the workstation. Mm. Everything was made in the workstation. So once I got from there and I knew about the MP because I worked that in the beginning though too. I just didn't like the fact I couldn't play. So when I got a hold of the motif, it was something you could put a mad sounds in. Yeah. It felt like it had it had the heavy piano keys that mm-hmm. felt great, and it reminded me of my old Roland. Yeah. Okay. So I just um, Pharrell used to be like. So, Eric, where's your W30 beats? Because the, the Roland used to sample like how the SP was. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. It was it was grimy, but you could put a sample in there, and it would it would sound different in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like warmer or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Warmer, exactly. It, it would it would be warmer, and that's what the motif is giving me. Because even Rockwell was like, "Yo, damn, Eric, you, you got that motif sound like the W30." I'm like. Yeah, I do, don't I? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. um, so um, I use that, and it's so simple to use, and mm-hmm. I'm so used to doing it. Even though I have the machine, Logic, um, you know, um, Ableton Live, um, yeah. you know, Reasons, everything, mm-hmm. I have it all. Mm-hmm. The comfortability of the... Of the motif is what I use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. What's your so we know the the equipment you use. What's sort of your um I guess I'm stealing your questions, Zach, but what's how do you go about sampling? Like what's your sampling process like? Well you don't have to even though I got tons of vinyl. Mm-hmm. I got vinyl like uh, I mean thousands and thousands of albums. Um I got I, about a few hundred forty fives. But now with the YouTube is so incredible now, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can 
look for a song and then all of a sudden on, on the timeline there's yeah you seven start clicking nine, right you start, 20 just start records clicking. that sound just yeah. like it so now i dig from youtube which is yeah. incredible incredible mm-hmm. yeah, I, sometimes I, I, I sit in my car and i, I listen to um xm radio mm-hmm. I, I go to the to the groove channel and sometimes the old the old channel of this 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and some incredible stuff i never heard before comes up so either way either i'm writing down an idea and recording it on my phone mm-hmm. or something i heard or if, if i'm looking for a certain song I, I end up digging in youtube and i have a crew too that digs for me too my boy jay he's he's nice. one of my interns mm. he's a good digger too mm. and of course now like i mentioned before track live i don't mm. care if you know any people that are sampling in hip hop, yeah, go to Tracklib. Yeah, these are samples you never heard before in your life, mm-hmm. which are incredible. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, shout out to Tracklib. Yeah, that's, definitely. Uh, that's a very incredible. interesting development for hip hop, I think. And I was hanging out with Tommy Silverman the other day too. Oh, he he yeah. came to the he came to the EPMD Grammy show with um. Nice. EPMD, Ghostface, and Raekwon, Slick Rick, Big Daddy Kane, and Tommy Silverman showed up from Tommy Boy. Yeah. Because he's the founder of Tracklib. And um, he had hit my email and said, Eric, I told you I was coming. And um, so it was, it was a surprise to see him. But again, he he did something crazy. So right now we got like, we're up to 60,000 samples now. Nice. And now we have labels and other people calling him that probably wasn't going to make any money can make mm. money now being down with the catalog through Tracklib. Going off, that's actually going off of Tracklib, like, so what do you think of, I guess, sort of this, like, current culture of kind of the way you're able to sample now versus kind of like the way it used to be, which you wouldn't, it was just, you know, sampling off of vinyl and stuff. Like... Yeah, I mean, p- people still dig. I just don't yeah. know. People, yeah, yeah. You know, there's more album collectors than people sampling from, from records. Mm, but there's okay. people like Primo and them, I think, that are still digging vinyl. You mm-hmm. know, Pete Rock and um, Ninth Wonder. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're still digging. Mm-hmm. I just know that, you know, why dig if you can be on the computer and just... Just right there, button, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you kind of know what you're doing in the record store, and now, like, as far as getting the idea, mm-hmm. and you can click on and see, like, you in the store with a dope album cover, unless you want to have the vinyl to say, I got the vinyl. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. all vinyl picking is to say, Yo, I have this. Mm-hmm. So, that makes sense. I have this, or I have this. So, but as far as, um, it's still the same fun, but I find yeah. when you find something dope and new, you're excited. That's just yeah. Oh, yeah. if the beat yeah. comes out crazy, you're even more excited. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm 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 totally with you, man. Like I I I know some purists that are like, no, you can only sample yeah. from vinyl, and it sounds better and it's more like fuck it, man. It's it's about the, exactly. it's about the music. So I'm totally with you on that. It doesn't sound better. Stop it. But uh, unless listen, man, I've been having this analog digital conversation for so many years is, is pitiful because it took me a while to get to digital too and uh, because when, once analog left i was like wow 
can I tell the warmthness from something mm. warm or something whatever? But eventually, I was like, "You're lying," because mm. um, you know, yeah. unless you're doing. And I understand though too, because like Daft Punk went and did a whole album on the two inch reel, and I get it. They, they wanted to make sure that it was warm, and I get yeah. that, you know. But I can make it sound like that too. Yo, and Zach, can, um, I've got an idea for a study you could do. You could, we could do like a, a double blind test where we get a vinyl oh, version yeah, and a digital that. version. Yes, sample it, oh, yeah. please do that to somebody, way, and then please. see if people can figure out what the vinyl please. one is. Because they, mm -hmm. they got to stop it. Because I understand mm -hmm. that you're right. The tape is going to always be warm, but if you know they have plugins, SSL plugins, you can use right. they have compressors. All you that. can get it. Yeah, the tube compressors. You can get it to sound tube like that. everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Let, yeah. Let's let's in the future. Let's start like. <laughs> like oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually a nice See, idea. And I hear that. the same sort of like debate with like equipment as well, where it's like, you know guys want to only make beats you know with other sort of producers i talk to online of like you know using an sp404 or like an old mpc or something and they're like oh we don't want to use you know ableton and stuff and i'm like you know what like you do whatever works for you you know hey listen oh my god i wish this is crazy because the kanye's the mm -hmm. no ids mm -hmm. it all was mp fanatics mm -hmm. everybody was mp fanatics Mm -hmm. They all on machine, Ableton Live, yeah. Logic. They all like, you know, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. They just blaze. Nice no matter what, on bullshit. They still, they stepped, they went to the to the other things mm -hmm. because they was able to manipulate the the new machines, but mm -hmm. still make it sound like they was on the MP. So that's yeah. mm -hmm. no, nope, nope, not going by that. No, <laughs> stop it. I, I like that. Yeah, because 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 now the they they have the um the MPC on the on the on the app where now it's on the computer and you can it, it can go into an MP mode to an SP twelve hundred mode mm. to a yeah it can swing like come it can stop it stop yeah. <laughs> yeah, they gotta stop yeah oh man oh great um damn ah. Uh. Oh, there's so much I want to talk about. How much time do you have left for us? Go ahead, talk, Steve. <laughs> All right, so we kind of, we've been talking. We want to start a sort of thing. Every every person we interview, we want to ask, um, what's your top five greatest MCs or, and or top five greatest producers of all time? And um, I think, I think I've heard you say an uh, interview or something or like i don't know where it was i think i heard you say that your favorite is rakim number one number one his birthday just passed a couple of days ago that's right and michael rappaport was like you motherfuckers rakim's birthday was just just <laughs> here and you rappers and so-called hip-hop people and nobody's recognizing rakim yo. one of the greatest voices of of, of our time yo so yo rakim from eric b and rakim turned 50 today. One of the most influential voices in music of any genre over the last 30 years turned 50 today. And a lot of motherfuckers ain't acknowledging it. Due to knowledge. Yo, yeah, Michael Rappaport is crazy, yo. Didn't he go after Lonzo Ball for hating on, uh... uh 
I think oh, yeah, that's right. called himself better than Nas or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't fuck with Nas. Like, well, fuck you, Michael man. Don't Get care. the fuck out of New York. <laughs> Michael's real, but Michael is a person who he's been a friend of mine for a long time. Uh-huh. If anybody knows hip hop, like him, Mark Wahlberg, um, people who you don't think, you'd be like, nah. Um, um, I don't know if y'all got first take out there, but 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 but, but Max Helmsley, that's on first take with Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. He's a big hip hop head. Conan, nice. um, um, uh, I, I like show host out here is Conan with um, and, and of course you see Jimmy Fallow because he got the mm-hmm. roots on the show. Yeah, yeah right. but, but but Jimmy Kimmel, um, mm-hmm. they all hip hop Conan, Conan, Conan is a hip hop head. What? I didn't know that, man. I gotta check out his show. I mean, more. really? Wow, they all crazy. hang together. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. You know, DiCaprio. He's a. I mean, crazy. Like, I'm just certain people who you wouldn't think be like, what? <laughs> like, um, hip hop's everywhere. My, man. my my homegirl Annabella Sorora. She ah. played in Jungle Fever. She played in The Wire. I mean, mm-hmm. um, somebody who you would never think. Like how mm-hmm. you see how you see yeah. Ellen. Ellen dancing to all them songs. Mm-hmm. People are huge hip hop heads, man. Huge hip hop heads. Because again, when it came out, it sh- I see people in the airport. They had their baby on their back with their wives. Uh-huh. Honey, the Green Eye Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> but when they was in school and college, yeah, this is what they knew. Yeah, that makes it was sense. Was hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So if it wasn't rock and roll or Metallica, ACDC, Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, if it wasn't it wasn't those or, or, or um, you know, um, Genesis, whatever, it was hip-hop. Yeah. Because I know all that rock as long as I know hip-hop because I live in a place where it was white and black. So I know mm-hmm. as much as the rock groups that I know hip-hop. That's why yeah. I sampled <laughs> David Bowie. That's why I yeah. sampled ZZ Top. That's why I sampled... You know, blew off the call. All these other people, I, I knew them all. Yeah, you mm-hmm. sampled, uh, you sampled Bowie on uh, "It Wasn't Me, It Was the Fame," right? Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. I was actually, um, I was wondering about that. Um, it's like Eric Clapton. Yeah, I sampled people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was wondering, like, uh, for some, I don't know why, but like, um, for some reason, all your like, not all, but a few of your samples were later sampled in Jay Z songs. So. Um, that's right. You've got yeah. the seven minutes of funk sample and uh, yes. uh, it's my thing that came out on ain't no N word um, by Jay Z. Same sample, right. same same chop, um, same sort of take on the sample. MCs out there, you better stand clear. EPMD is a world premiere from New York straight talk. America's best, Cold Long Island is where we rap. I keep it fresher than the next bitch. No need for you to ever sweat the next bitch. With speed, I make the best bitch see the exit. Indeed, you gotta know you thoroughly respect it. By me, you get the keys to the Lexus. But no driving got your And later, the, the fame sort of sample also appears on TakeOver, right? Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, going off that, but EPMD was the most sampled rap group. You you got yeah. you got Nas yeah. with Nostradamus with, with mm-hmm. EPMD having the first album too. Yeah. What was it? song called Let It Flow? You got um, DMX Get At Me Dog was EPMD's Get the Bozak. Oh yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, we are the most sampled rap group in history. So, um, 
uh, in the sense I mean, that people use the same samples that you already used, right? Right. Because yeah, um, they're sampling the original sample, not they're not right. sampling the EPMD track, right? Yeah. Right. Knickknack, Patty Whack was California Love, which is Woman to Woman by Joe Cocker. Knickknack, Patty Whack, give a dog a bone, P and D. Yo, I pass all over the microphone. Yo, I'll pass. Why solo to each his own. Yo, Knickknack, Patty Whack, give a dog a bone. Fresh out of jail, California dreaming Soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing hoochie screaming Fiending for money and alcohol The life of a West Side player with Everything that we did Even Biggie Small's first demo was on EPMD's record Yeah uh, um, No matter what You find in this industry People that have used us Used mm -hmm. our, our samples yeah, and it's course, likely that they found uh, out course, about the sample through uh, EPMD uh, mm -hmm. Yeah and you a customer was used by shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, the dog pound with New York, New York. List mm. goes on, yeah. M Mario with I don't want to know. Puffy again this year with Rick Ross again. Um, Mass Appeal with Gangstar. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. Uh, 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 it's I had it was like ten people use your customer. That's right. just yeah. so it's one basically that was just getting chopped out of this world. Period. I guess that's I guess it's a compliment that people like dig your samples right. so much that they sort of remake them. But like I, I know that a lot of producers have like this sort of code of code of honor, like an ethics code regarding sampling. It's like, yo, I sampled that. If you want to sample the same track, you better flip it in a different way. So how does it make you feel as a producer to hear your samples being used Usually, in sort of the, in a similar or exactly the I same know, way. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. How does that no, make it, you feel? Is that like, yo, it's you're biting, or is it like? Oh, no, it's dope because I get paid. You know, you know the um. Like you're a customer, since that's my composition, I get paid. You know, yeah. And yeah. if I made it, I get paid. <laughs> Actually, that's that's dope. I uh, like in 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 the, in the chronic. I forgot the name of the song though, but in the in the chronic. Um, the one that Bushwick Bill starts off talking. Mm. And inside that record, oh, yeah. it's a what you're saying. I got paid for mm -hmm. that. Mm. That's like a steady revenue. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it's not. And then, like, lyrics. Like, on, on the Jay-Z album that he did with the fam called, um, I, I forgot, the, um, the Park A Lot, Park -a -Lot Pimpin' album. Oh, the Dynasty. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He used my lyric on two songs, Relax Your Mind, Let the Cons Be Free, and Get Down to the Sound of the ROC. On two records, he used my sentence on, mm. on that same album. That's great. From wow. my song, from You Got to Chill. He used, yeah. he used that, that line twice on chill, two man. records. Damn. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, like... If you, like... Yeah. If yeah. you put it all, like, if you list every... It's... it's. I'm gonna do it one day, because, because I got French Montana. <laughs> I mean, it's a... I'm gonna do it one day. People that mention my name and those who use my thing, I'm gonna do it one. Yeah, I said, listen, yeah, I'm gonna do it one know. day. Everybody who used, cause, cause Humpty was the most sampled record in hip hop mm -hmm. besides James Brown. Yeah, Humpty dance drums. Mm -hmm. Everybody used Humpty dance drums. Mm -hmm. I used wow. the Humpty dance drums in crossover and headbanger. Mm. Crazy. And they both was hits. And I used the Humpty Jazz and Redman's Time for Some Action. That was a hit. Oh, shit. Yeah, I used it true. three times. Because <laughs> why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> but it, it, was the, it, was the, it was the backbone to every, to the beat mostly. Because that mm -hmm. feel of the, 
of the Humpty, whatever that the yeah, yeah. On, the, on, on the slides of Family Stone done mm-hmm. over, but mm-hmm. it was the base of everything, you know. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, wow. Um, it's uh, are you familiar with who sampled.com? That, I'm married. I'm married to them. Yeah, I thought. I thought you'd be. Yeah, I guess. I guess drawing because from that, you can make a pretty like. I don't know if everything's on there. On yeah. Redman's new album, it was a song from Kid Cudi, right? Had mm-hmm. used the sample, and the part he used didn't come up yet. Mm-hmm. But when it first started, I'm like, damn, he he left all of this and all of this. <laughs> but you find out on who sampled. So I use who sampled now because I can see if I heard a sample I like from a group, because perfect example, Eminem used Hi, my name is mm-hmm. that's on the same record as Jay Z Streets is watching. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. But the Streets okay. is watching sample come on first. Bang and bang. Boom. Mm-hmm. Bang and bang. Bang. Now if it keeps playing. Then it goes boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. I think we talked about that sample in a previous episode. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the point about samples. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it might be something on there that they didn't use that Mm -hmm. could be dope that you can figure out. Oh yeah. I like I like who sample because if if that part is dope, it might be something else that's dope on there too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like I. I go on who sampled and like I check out the original like song and I'm like why they why they pick that part like the the yeah. part like a minute later is so much doper like for, yeah, yeah. I mean it's just I guess it's just what sort of uh, uh, what inspires you I guess if you if you hear it mm-hmm. um, for those that like Primo and Just Blaze and, and us rocking them and those people that chop is like it makes it really really dope because. And I, and I also like, like I can be somewhere out in a mall or something mm. and I can hear something on the, on the, what they playing and I can press Shazam. I was overseas one oh, time. Yeah, Shazam. And great. I heard some, this drum pattern was incredible. Mm. Press Shazam, Shazam picked it up and I used oh, these drums go. on my new album. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, yo, <laughs> nobody got this break. And there was some other group that was. Probably from out there, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I know when I clear it though, but mm-hmm. phenomenal. I love Shazam too. Yeah, that's Shazam. Who sampled? That's like that's like a modern producer's tools, you know? It's oh like, my yeah. god! Exactly. Yeah, like because no matter what, if you hear a sample and you don't know what it is, Shazam will pick it up for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Shazam. Oh, yeah. I guess like they have a really large database of like stuff that they recognize yeah i, I mean i don't understand just, how they do that i no, still I still, a, the, the technology is ridiculous that's uh, okay. I've, yeah. uh, one one gripe i have with fucking shazam though is like i sampled a marcus miller song um mm. and it's like i shazam my own song and it recognized this <laughs> it said no that's marcus miller. <laughs> oh okay <Fuck>. wow <laughs> no that's me man uh yeah it's 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 great tools i feel like that's something you need in your arsenal um, oh yeah, totally. I don't want to name any names, but there's a Dutch producer who basically, um, I think it was "Can I Live" by Jay Z. He basically took that sample and just flipped oh, it the exact same way. Ben. Yeah, okay, okay. I think yes, it was "Can yes. I Live." It was something from the Reasonable Doubt album. But um, dude, at least check who sampled to like make sure that you know that <laughs> that you're. No, no. The best part about who sampled is the fact that you're right. 
at least you can see. Yeah, exactly. even though you don't care, but it show you yeah. how many people sample the song. Exactly. Like if so, it's one, so it's, it's fine. So is it new? Yeah. Is it new or people gonna be like, yo, what is that? But I, I feel like or, or, yeah. Or I feel old. like you, you don't want to make a fool of yourself. Like you find a sample, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is awesome, mm-hmm. and then you, and then you like, I always just just for just to be like. Just to be sure, I who I, I look it up on who sample and then, like if it's one sort of obscure artist that sampled it, I'm like ah, I'm good. But if it's fucking Jay Z or something, I'm like I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what right. I mean? So um, yeah, I think that's uh, another reason why uh, any of you aspiring re- uh, research, any of you aspiring producers listening to this podcast, um, make sure you check out who sample just to like. I'm assuming that they probably use it, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming they are, <laughs> yeah, but like, there is... Yeah, they're going to use it. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many, for, like, never bother with that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it just blows my mind. Like, I knew EPMD and your solo work and, and Death Squad, um, I knew it was sampled a lot. It was influential, but, like, to list it like that... Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, it's nearly infinite. Um, no, it's so yeah. crazy. I was like, um... Especially the Death Squad project because this was something that I didn't use my like my normal funk stuff. I sampled a lot, mm-hmm. so I was like kind of those digs were were actually helped by a, a a a white woman who at the age at that time she was in her forties. And her collection was bigger than Dr. Dre's Ooh. premieres. Her name is Carolyn Roberts. She's the one that found the Marvin Gaye sample for me. Uh, oh, okay. So, so, but so the, just, just the acapella. Music. The acapella, nice. Okay. So, so, um, but she helped me a lot on the digging on that the Death Squad record. She's, mm. I mean, I was like, yo, what the hell? And what, what the hell? What the hell? Um, the Method Man, the How High sample, right? Mm-hmm. First How High sample. It was the Crusaders. And I was like, um, that was my first time doing something that Jay Dillo or Tricor Crest, because I never sampled jazz before. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was their style. Yeah, you yeah. were more like funk, I guess. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But that was my first jazz like sample to put it huh. into a record. I'm mm-hmm. like, That's cool. okay, well, you know. But huh. I was able to make it sound funky for by, by adding the bass line mm. um yeah, the samples jazz yeah. yeah yeah sometimes some of the digs is on purpose and some of them is like it's not how mm-hmm. high was not on purpose that was mm. against I, I i tried it and it worked yeah so um have you like have you ever set out to like i know that for instance i know that jay-z at some point um for the uh, what's that song? Nin- uh, Ninth Wonder produced it. Anyway, I know that I heard the story that uh, Jay Z like brought like flew in uh, Ninth Wonder to the studio and was like, "I want you That's to right. make a beat with this sample." Like, have you ever? Uh, okay, okay, you know what? Now the reason why that's true is because that's what happened on Four Four Four. Yeah. Most of them records that was sampled by No ID, Jay brought them albums to him. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. That's okay, so, so. So what you're saying is true. I'm I'm just looking up the title because I'm. Uh, oh, threat! It's threat. Obviously, it's threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, threat! Oh my God, that record is. 
Yeah. I love it. I, I love the Cedric. You know, I, I got, I bring, he like, I got, I bring trash bags with me. Um, because isn't that the one with Cedric's in the chorus talking? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man, that's such oh, a great man. track. I did not know yeah. Night Wonder made that. That beat is crazy. Yeah, that's Night Wonder. Yeah. Uh, Jay-Z had heard previous work of Ninth, and um, and basically just that's the first beat he made for Jay-Z, I think. That's right. Um, he's like, yo, um, I want to make a track with this sample. Um, make it happen. It's like because Night Wonder it? was and doing stuff with Little oh, Brother. The one that was all Kelly, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kelly. So has anyone ever like brought a sample to you? Like, oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean the, the, that happened. But that not, still happens now. But mm-hmm. um, but um, I think that doing a couple of Redman sessions. Yeah, I, I can't think of it right now though. But yeah, yeah. That's that's a that's a definite. Especially, I mean. EPMD don't count because that's my group though. But I yeah, think yeah. that definitely and Keith Murray asked me to sample a couple of things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that easier or is that harder or is that just as it's easy? It's easier because it's, it's, uh, they already came with the idea. All you got to do is just that makes sense, execute yeah. it. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Because it's also dope because it takes away from you trying to make yeah. something that they, you know, to make them like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you already know they're going to like it because they brought it. They they came up with the idea, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Rakim is your number one rapper, right? Right. Right. Um, Who's, what are the, like, I don't, you don't have to rank them in order or something. What what are like five, six, seven MCs that you think the the game would have been totally different without them? What is, what's the. Oh, yeah, the game. You got to, you got to mention the game. It wouldn't have been the same with it. If Biggie Smalls didn't do what he did no. in yeah. two albums, it would have. We were never and understood what that even. type yeah. of style was mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eminem. Yeah. Of course, Red Man. Um, yeah. But Chaos One, you know, <laughs> Slick Rick. There would be oh my God, yeah, stories. I mean, there would oh, be yeah, no Slick Nas. Rick, yeah. So yeah. the way that Nas tells stories, Rick. It's that's really, why Nas. That's right. Like, that's why Nas loves Rakim and Rick so much because of that, though, too. Yeah, so, it's like without Rakim, there's no Nas nah, doesn't have the rhyme schemes, yeah, and without definitely. Slick Rick, he doesn't have the storytelling. Mm. Yeah, Rakim is definitely because for me, it's just too many. That's why I just keep it at the one of, of the Nas. I mean, knowing that Biggie Smalls and Rakim is my there but knowing that again i was fans of run dmc i was lo cool j was like oh, yeah, yeah. god too at the time so yeah. there, there's mm-hmm. people that you look at then mm-hmm. you know when i first got into nas i'm like wow this boy is incredible uh-huh. you know what i'm saying and then you know but then you ice cube you know like oh man like people don't look at that that boy was dangerous like ice cube was kind of underrated really very underrated kind of, yeah. We'll talk about yeah really to talk about lyrics and rhymes, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Tupac was more of conversation. Mm, yeah. So you don't look at him as somebody who you can be sitting in battle with, and of course Jay Z is just you know again it's it's the names that's in your face, but you can't not knock it. Mm-hmm. You gotta say you know you can't say you know under three thousand. Oh my god, like you whoa, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. people man you know yeah uh, i mean 
I feel like without Andre three uh, 3K, um, there's no Kendrick really. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's no exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's, I, I, I yeah, think what you true. say about Tupac's interesting because um, I I've always been a a big fan of Tupac. It was like one of the first artists that I really got into as a kid. Um, I mean, you're writing your whole like. We all are, but we look at yeah. him as different than being is is between the B and the a poet and somebody who's an MC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a lyricist. He's a lyricist, sort of, but he's yeah. not an MC. No, I mean, mm. Biggie is clearly the the more technically gifted MC. It's just that there's something about Pac that is larger than music, that's larger than... Mm. And, exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. What I do Wait find, like, what I always point out when people sort of make this argument that I'm making right now uh, is that um, Tupac yeah. does do, like, alliteration. Like, yeah. Like, If I Die Tonight... <laughs> The whole song is just like They say pussy and paper is poetry, power and pistols Plotting on murdering motherfuckers for they get you Picturing pitiful punk niggas copping please Puffing weed as I position myself to clock G's My enemies scatter in suicidal situations Never to witness the wicked shit that they was facing Pockets is packed with presidents, pursue your riches Evading the player, hating trick while hitting switches Bitches is bad mouth, cause ballin' motherfuckers Like, ballin it's brilliant, and not a lot of rappers do that So I definitely don't wanna like on on the record, I'm not saying Tupac's not technically gifted or anything. Yeah, we, it's we, just that yeah, he's, 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 yeah. he's more than just that in a way. Oh, yeah, it's totally. not the biggest focal point. Everybody feels how we feel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think so, Everyone. yeah. Yeah. I mean, Steven, you're writing your entire like dissertation on Tupac. Yeah, my, my research is about <laughs> how um, how Tupac's accent in like his language, how it changed when he uh, moved from the east to the west coast. And oh yeah you're right because you could tell the articulation from yeah well, mm-hmm. you know, definitely. It's, it's, the videos you watch it's so interesting like um so i'm studying over time like from from the moment he moved to the west coast to like moment of his death basically and i noticed that his accent gradually became a, li- a bit more west coast over time but then when he Yo, sort of started Steve, nobody with, ever said that but that's the first time i ever heard the combo like that yeah it's it's so it's so it's like it seems so obvious to me, but I'm a linguist by training uh, who, who just happens to be totally immersed in hip hop. Total hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but the, the cool thing about like Tupac is like I could measure on a yearly basis that um, the moment he starts feuding with East Coast hip hop and with Biggie and, and Bad Boy, um, he starts manipulating his accent in such a way that he sounds more like a West Coast rapper rather than an, like a New Yorker. In, in a sense, like I, I guess because like it's kind of weird to say fuck New York with a New York accent, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, yeah. uh, and it's, it's, um, yeah, so that's, that's basically my, the basis of my PhD project. Um, I never heard that before in my life. That's going to be special. Yeah. I, I hope it is. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I just like, there was just an article that came out in a book. I'll, um, I'll link that to you so you can, uh, read a bit more about what I, what I did. Uh, okay. I'm doing. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, to be honest, uh, we started this podcast like last year. If you'd have told me that in January of 2018, I'd be plugging my research to Eric Sermon. <laughs> Eric Sermon. Yeah. I would, have, I would have told you, know, get the fuck out of here, boy. I'm gonna let everybody know too. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Please do. In uh, that, like, and Zach is like super nerdy about sampling he's uh he's writing yeah. his uh, thesis on um on jay just dilla. on jay dilla just yeah, yeah, yeah. artistry of jay hey, dilla hey, listen 
Zach, I'm going to say something right now. I've always been baseline driven, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing Keith Murray's second LP. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy at Jive, which is Jeff Sledge, says, yo, some guy want to do remixes for Keith Murray's single. Mm-hmm. And for the single. Yeah. I'm like, we only got a video for, you know, because I'm me, you know, I'm like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'll do it. I never knew who Jay Dilla was. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Keith Murray had his single, first single for the second album was called The Rhyme. Mm-hmm. And the remix was done. I was like, yo, this shit is funky. Mm-hmm. And just the, <laughs> just the, the snares of the, 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 the mm-hmm. So play The Rhyme by Keith Murray, Jay Dilla remix. Um, it's another song he did on Murray's album called Dangerous Ground. Mm-hmm. Jay Dilla. Didn't know who this guy was. Didn't know that Jay Dilla was silent, that Tricore Quest and Q-Tip yeah. had him silent. Yeah. You know? But when I heard some of his stuff, it reminded me of me. Cause yeah. He was baseline driven. Yeah. And when I heard that, and you caught my heart for the evening, mm-hmm. man, my business, I'm like, yo, I, that's something I would do. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, I end up meeting his mother mm-hmm. and everybody else, and now I'm doing the Jay Dilla project because the cousin. And the mother mm-hmm. and the stepfather has tons of Jay Dilla music. Mm. And they want me to do the next project. Oh, oh wow. That's amazing. Oh, oh my shit. God. Oh, shit. Like, they have tons of it. So, mm-hmm. even though Q Tip went down and got some stuff and Buster Rhymes got tons of Jay Dilla stuff, You're holding mm-hmm. on now to a lot of I have ones. access to that too. Oh, wow. But, but, um, <laughs> but, but it's so weird because I never knew him. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I never man. knew him. I never, you know, I never, people used to always say, yo, E, that guy, he, you know, he, he, he's like you. I'm like, for real? Like, you know, nah. I said, yeah, he's baseline driven. I'm like, for real? Mm-hmm. And I heard him like, yo, I had that kid with Murray. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> people even knew his name. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's crazy. Yeah, and musically, crazy. you guys, you might have never, so you never met? I, I don't remember meeting them. No. Mm. Maybe but, I did, but I just don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. No, you know what? I remember, I would have remembered meeting him. I didn't, I never met him. No. Yeah, so, but like musically, it's like, there's a clear connection there. So it's really dope that that's. Well, it's more, the comparison usually is me and Dr. Dre though, but that mm-hmm. kid that yeah, I, I that. hear yeah. sound like myself too. That yeah. Thing mm. Yeah, that's cool that you rec- you sort of recognize your style in, yeah. Oh wow! But, but, any but, any um, idea on when that's coming out? I'm doing all this stuff right off the back because I got a dual album coming right after this, which is what people heard on the Jink Champs interview where I'm doing a dual LP where oh, I'm yeah. doing 
um, all the duos on hip hop, I'm putting them on one album. Mm. So nice. that's going to be coming direct. So I got Black Star, CNN, Smith and Wesson. Mm. You know, oh, wow. You know, awesome. um, so so all I have twenty groups. Oh, that's a and, dope and idea for an album. One part <laughs> yeah. Of all the duels in hip hop, not like the Eric B and Rod Cams and the because those don't count. Just the two rappers. Two rapper duos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, so know you by nature. Um, the two MC duels that made an impact. Exactly. Mm. So Gangstar wouldn't work, but Run DMC could qualify, basically. Exactly. All right, all right. I got you. Um, right. So you've got Vernia coming and, 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 out, and the locks wouldn't work because the locks got three. Yeah, true. That's true. Exactly. So yeah. it's called it's called, it's called dynamic duo. <laughs> That, yeah, that's, duo. that's the perfect title. Yeah. So wait, so you got so you got the Kickstarter album uh, Vernia. You got it coming out. That's the first scheduled release. Yeah, Vernia is the first scheduled release, and then after that comes Duo, and then, then I got a Craig Mack album coming too. Sweet. Mm. Damn. And then hopefully I do Blackout Three, or either the New Red Man or New Method Man. Either one is coming. Nice. I've been excited for a new um, red man, so that's, that's I'm just but, but, but also I'm excited about the new people too. Mm. Those are just the names I'm oh, giving, yeah. but the new acts mm -hmm. that I'm coming with is I'm really excited about. Because yeah. that's what I did putting out new people. That's why I'm looking for new people now too. Mm. You know, I'm looking for new people plus mm. the ones I already got. Nice. That's, that's great. Can you uh, uh, like um, mention some of those names? Uh, w we would love to be like. Okay, one guy name is P Wise P um dash W I Z E um another kid another kid name is D Z D double E Z Y um another guy name is Tri Bishop T R Y B I S H O P Tri Bishop that's just a couple right now yeah all right well we'll definitely be looking out for those names um great um. What's your uh, what's your favorite track on the new project? If you had to choose, uh, I got a song called "The Cabinet," mm -hmm. and I give I called Primo and told him what I was doing, and he gave me my pointers on how to do it because it's like Ten Crack Commandments. Like mm -hmm. I said, again, okay. I'm watching what's going on in the world. So if I had Cabinet, there's 15 mm -hmm. people in the Cabinet. Mm -hmm. So if I had, if I was running, if I was president, and I have my cabinet, my cabinet would look like this. Ooh. Oh, that's tight. Oh man, it's, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna drop the phone the first time. Call your man again. Call somebody else. Put oh it back again and keep doing that until because you it is incredible. Oh, oh man. man, is that a is that a solo track or are you uh, who's solo track that? solo solo. Mm. It's like King Crack Commandments. It's just one whole thing of me giving you the 15 the cabinets and cabinet. what my nice. cabinets look like. Yeah. Nice. Oh man, I'm, so I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure. Tight. I'm pretty sure you're gonna have a better cabinet than Trump. I'm pretty, I'm pretty yeah. sure. It's not, I'm not. It's not a very impressive feat, but like it's gonna. The way that Biggie did Ten Crack Commandments was so creative. Yeah. This shit is two times that because of the mm. fact that. The fact of what I was able to do and how I was able to do it. Yeah. I can't believe I did that. Ah. Uh, 
I love that. I love taking um, taking like a, uh, another artist concept and sort of doubling down oh, on yeah. that. Like how yes. um, Jay Z's got twenty two twos, and then he came out mm-hmm. with 44 oh fours, yes. Right? So oh, I was like, yeah. I was listening to that, and um, I was listening to that, and I figured, you know, I want to do something like that. So I decided I want to write a sixteen bar verse where I use the word bar in sixteen different ways, and mm-hmm. sort of I. I Oh, that's dope. I'll, I'll link it to you. I'll send it to you. Um, right. And it's like, and I wanted to like, it, it sort of became my magnum opus kind of. I probably like, I was tweaking that verse. It's impressive. For, it's really impressive. For well over a year just to get it exactly yeah. right. Because then. Yeah, it sounds crazy. I, I wanted like, I wanted the rhyme scheme to be perfect. I wanted like, it's both brag and boast and it's, uh, but it's also conscious. I wanted everything in there. I just wanted this, like this one verse to represent uh all i care about in hip-hop or something and it's it's hell like re- really for a year that i was working on that i never i didn't write anything else because like nah it's fuck it I, I, it has to be this uh, it's, it's turning to star wars yeah well yeah <laughs> I, I, I i i'm glad I, it was it was almost like jay electronica meets dr dre to do a joint album where so it's never coming out yeah, you know? yeah. but then i actually yeah. at some point but it's like it's um I love that. I love that idea of you taking the idea, like the Ten Crack Commandments, and flipping it and taking it to another level. That is so dope to me. That's really what a true MC should be doing, I think. Exactly. Hey, Don't be exact. Um, you're going to get my email. Send okay. me some of the beats, man, because cause we got tons and tons of. Really? Tons of. You never. I will. Never, you never run out of. Rhymes you can do all day, but beats you need all the time. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll send so you some stuff. Don't be shy, since you know me, to send me shit all the all time. Right. Yeah. I've just oh, I got it, I've been working on a beat tape, and I got I got plenty of stuff to send you. So yeah, Zach just released a beat tape, right? It's actually really dope. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. And, I need uh, that. Is it, on, is it on your YouTube page? It's on my SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud and, uh, and my track right. is on my YouTube page. I took a lot down because like I'm finishing up my own album, and so mm-hmm. hopefully this year I'll drop that project. But um, where, where in New York you at? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm in Bushwick, but actually I'm leaving for LA tomorrow. I'm flying to LA tomorrow. Okay, so listen, Steve, when you get back, hit me up, and then I'm gonna give you my address to my studio, and, and, and come check it out. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. Um, We'll be in touch. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, right. So, uh, holy shit. Uh, by, by the way, like, <laughs> I know. We're both like, whoa. whoa <laughs> I need whoa, those beats. I need those beats ASAP, though, Zach. All right. All right. Yeah. I actually just did a flip of uh, Curtis Mayfield last night. And someone posted on, like, I'm on a bunch of just, like, hip hop right and stuff. Right now? Okay. <laughs> Let's see if I can. While you're looking, I can play you the uh, the 16 bar verse. Hell yeah! I'ma give you 16 bars and I'ma raise the bar higher like Nas on barbecue. I'ma blaze and start fires. I'm hardwired, steal the show. I hotwired. I'm the greatest from my city, bar none. Shots fired. I ain't past the bar, but I know a little bit like how my skills are on the level of rappers that saw fires. Rappers that went from Marcy to Marseille. Cop shot my brown. Now my brother's all right. 
record is crazy and that sample is crazy too yeah it's not a sample actually it's uh it's all live it's not uh, yeah it's my dad um on the keys it's a live drummer i sort of I who's singing though that's that's my dad um oh my god that record is crazy yeah it's uh it's i'm really excited about this yeah it's gonna be on my um so i i released the uh the it's like part of a larger song where this 16 bar verse is included in it. I released it separately, but on the album, it's going to be like a four minute track or something. Um, yeah, and now Zach, you you play it. Let me, let me Zach's beat. All right, here we go. This is the Curtis Mayfield? Yeah. All right. shit like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> holy shit yo oh my god you doing yo that's man that's some uh, that's the that's the shit this interview is over <laughs> oh listen i never seen people that was really talented for real they say they are yeah he plays this other hype shit you come on with the real hip hop shit, sound like fucking RZA, and oh, oh. <laughs> we'll I'll send you oh the stuff I'm God. working on. Zach will send you the stuff. Yeah. Really, we started out with Kick Knowledge just to like find a platform to talk about hip hop, but it's really becoming something really like I, I like how your Kickstarter project is sort of building a community around your project, right? And I feel like yeah, in some way like with Kick Knowledge, that's sort of happening right now. Like we're we're Wait, meeting so many let people. Me yeah. Before you even go, <clears throat> God never makes mistakes and everything happened for a reason. Uh-huh. The interview is going to be an interview, uh-huh. but the bigger picture was this. Uh-huh. If y'all understand where I'm, where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. I, I see where you're going, yeah. Life is already predestined, and whatever you was doing before, and the opportunity didn't come, it came because it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Even though the interview is coming, but it's a bigger picture than the interview after it because it made y'all feel comfortable enough to be like, yo, you know, we also artists too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's not the what purpose of the here, Kickstarter. But... Yeah. People don't understand. That's the purpose for it. Yeah. To build a community to help each other. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh man, I uh, I don't know if I'm ever gonna recover from this interview, man. This is probably one of the <laughs> dopest. What is it's it? Not even this is no. This is a friendship now yeah. of us moving forward to make sure we blow both of y'all up. Oh man, um, I'm all down for that. <laughs> that's same, same, yeah, but that's same. simple because I'm me. It don't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah now you're fucking yeah. Eric Sermon. Yeah, yeah. Green Eye Bandit. No, uh, no, no, not saying like that. That I can. I, I'm in position to help you. 
Yeah. You know, that's just what it's about. This is dope. Um, I enjoyed this whole thing. Yo, hit me ASAP. Yo. Okay. With the material, where to find the songs. I will. It'll be for my ears only. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Great. That's All right, fucking amazing. All right, so thank you so much for, for like, talking to us, uh, Eric. It was one of the highlights. Exactly. Of almost two hours. We got one hour. 59 minutes and 25 seconds yep. almost two hours yes we do it's it's and it's been absolutely amazing um like we did justice to kick knowledge to the name thank you so much for being on the show yeah thank uh, you ladies. being on man it was an honor yeah, yeah. god bless yeah and tell um martin thank you yeah oh yeah definitely, definitely. uh yeah right. shout out to martin connor for hooking shout us up martin. Yeah. yeah martin one love yo one love. peace yeah. Special thanks obviously go out to Eric Sermon for being such a great guest on the show. We would also like to thank Eric's manager, Sabrina Dax, for making this happen. And finally, shout out to Martin Connor of RapAnalysis.com. Zach and I have decided to partner up with RapAnalysis.com to be able to make even better content for all of you listeners. And right away, Martin got us Eric's sermon on the show. So clearly that's working out. You're crazy for this one, Martin. It's your boy. <laughs> and finally, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to like our Facebook page, Kick Knowledge Podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter, at Kick Lower Dash Knowledge, and on Instagram, at Kick Lower Dash Knowledge Lower Dash Podcast. We have weekly episodes that you can find on our website, kickknowledgepodcast.com, or through rapanalysis.com. And you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Mixcloud. So that's all for now. Stay tuned for the next episode. Ask me if I'm trying to kick knowledge, kick knowledge, kick knowledge, kick knowledge.